0: بَاب مَن نَامَ أَوَّلَ اللَّيْلِ وَأَحْيَىٰ آخِرَهُ مَن نام, the person who sleeps أَوَّلَ layl in the first part of the night. وَأَحْيَىٰ آخِرَهُ and he Ahia he wakes up in آخِرَهُ the last part of it. So he sleeps first and then he remains awake for the rest of the night. Earlier we learned that it's best that if a person sleeps first then he wakes up and then he sleeps again and then wakes up again for Fajr. But here we see, just divide the night into two sections. First part for sleeping and the second part for staying awake. وَقَالَ سَلْمَانُ لِأَبِ الدَّرْدَاءِ And Salman رضي الله عنه He said to Abu Dardاء رضي الله عنهما نَمْ sleep فَلَمَّا كَانَ مِنْ آخِرِ اللَّيْلِ Then when it was the last part of the night قَالَ قُمْ He said get up. قَالَ النَّبِيُّ صَلَى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمْ the Prophet ﷺ said when he heard that this is what Salman said to Abu Darda, Sadaqa Salman. Salman was truthful. Imam Bukhari is referring to a hadith over here. Right? And this is a very beautiful hadith. We learned that Salman Anhu Salman al Farisi, and Abu Dardai anhu both of them, both of these companions, they were made brothers of each other. Remember in Medina, there was ukhuwa. In fact, even before Medina in Mecca, also there was ukhuwa. Ukhuwa fil-Islam. So these two were made brothers. So what happened that one day Salman Farisi عنه, came to visit Abu Darda. And when he came to his house, he saw that Abu Darda was not there. His wife was. And his wife was not really in a good condition. In a good condition as in, you know when a woman is happy in her house, in her family, it shows. By the way she's dressed up. By the way that the state of the house is. right? By her appearance, by her language by her mood it shows and when a woman is unhappy in her relationship right then what happens that also shows in her appearance in the state of the house in her language in her mood it shows so he saw that she was not really in a good state so he asked her that where is your husband so she said that your brother has no interest in this world your brother has no interest in this world right it came out, so Salman Farisi radhiAllahu anhu waited for Abu Darda to come. Waited for him when Abu Darda radhiAllahu anhu came, Salman Farisi radhiAllahu anhu told him, "Let's eat." So he said, "You eat, I'm fasting." So Salman Farisi radhiAllahu anhu told him, "Break your fast. You're going to eat right now." So he made him break his fast. It was a voluntary fast. So they ate. It was difficult for Abu Darda radhiAllahu anhu, but he did. Finally. And then Salman al-Farsi decided to stay for the night. All right, What happened as the night fell? Abu Darda, he got up in order to pray. So Salman al-Farsi told him, No, sleep right now. Num. Sleep first. He said, No, but I want to pray. No, you sleep first. Made him sleep. And then, as we see here, فَلَمَّا كَانَ مِنْ آخِرِ اللَّيْلِ قَالَقُمْ when it was the last part of the night, he said, okay, now you can get up and pray. So then he got up and prayed. And the next day, he went and complained to the Prophet ﷺ. Right? He made me break my fast, and he didn't let me pray at night, and this happened, and that happened. And the Prophet ﷺ said, Salman was right. Sadaqah. Why was he right? Because, إِنَّ لِنَفْسِكَ عَلَيْكَ حَقْءٍ وَإِنَّ لِزَوْجِكَ عَلَيْكَ alayka, haq, wa inna alayka Right? Your body has a right on you. Your spouse has a right on you. Your Lord has a right on you. فَأَعَطِي كل حَقٍ حَقَّهُ These are the words of the hadith. That you give every deserver of a right, his right. Meaning whatever he deserves, you give that to him. What your spouse deserves, you give that to them. What your body deserves, you give that to them. And of course, what your Lord has asked you for, you give that also. You do that also. And this is how you maintain balance. حق and so for that, you see, if we are sleeping all night long, every night, every night, every night, alright, and yes, we're praying through the day, that's fine, you are praying at some point during your 24 hours, but yes, your body has a right and your Lord has a right. Alright? So sleep and also worship your Lord. Haddathana Abul walid, haddathana Shurbah, wa haddathani sulaiman, qala haddathana Shurbah, on Abiy Ishaq, on Al Aswad, qala s'altu A'isha anha, Aswad said, I asked A'isha radiyallahu anha, kaifa salatu al-Nabiyya salallahu alayhi wasallam bil layl. How was the prayer of the Prophet salallahu alayhi wasallam in the night? How did he pray? Qalit she said, that kana yanaamu awwalahu, he would sleep in the first part of the night, وَيَقُومُ آخِرَهُ And he would get up and pray in the last part of the night. Then he would pray. ثُمَّ يَرْجِعُ إِلَى فراشه, Then he would return to his bed. Meaning after his prayer, he would return to his bed. Meaning lie down again, waiting for fajr. فَإِذَا أَذَّنَ الْمُؤَذِّنُ Then when the Mu'addin would pronounce the adhan, He would get up right away. فَإِنْ كَانَ بِهِ حَاجَةٌ Then if he had a need, اغْتَسَلَ He would perform the ghusl. وَإِلَّا And if not, تَوَضَّأَ He would just perform wudu. وَخَرَجَ And he would go out, meaning to perform the prayer, fajr prayer. So what do we see in this hadith? Aisha رضي said that he would sleep in the first part and then he would get up and pray in the next part of the night. But even after the tahajjud, what would he do? After witr? he would lie down again, alright waiting for the adhan now this doesn't mean that he would go into deep sleep he would just lie down or maybe light sleep all right and then you see these words that when the mu'addin would make the adhan wathaba wathaba means qama bisur'a he would get up quickly in an instant in an instant does that make a difference let's say you are lying in your bed and what happens you hear the adhan or you hear the alarm and you're like, okay, I'll get up. And then you're just thinking. right? And then you're like, let me check my phone. Right? And then you start checking that. And then what's going to happen? Let me just rest for a few more minutes. And then finally you get up. Lazily. You just barely make it to the bathroom. right? What happens is that when you get up slowly, it's even more difficult to get up. But when you get up quickly... Right away, then it's easier to get up. Isn't it? It's obvious. When you get lethargic and lazy, you make things more difficult for yourself. And when you do things quickly, you make it easier for yourself. So, وَثَبَ And we see here that if there was a need to do غُسْل, he would do غُسْل. And this is of course referring to if he was in a state of janaba, he would perform غُسْل to pray. And if not, then he would just do wudu. And this shows to us that it is permissible to sleep in the state of janaba. باب قيام النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم بالليل في رمضان وغيره The Qiyam, the prayer of the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم In the night, during the month of Ramadan And also غيره at other times also It's amazing, when we think of Qiyam, we think of Ramadan hmm? But for the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم, how was it? How was it? Throughout the year, all year round حدثنا عبد الله بن يوسف قال أخبرنا مالك عن سعيد بن أبي سعيد المقبوري عن أبي سلمة بن عبد الرحمن أنه أخبره أنه سأل عائشة رضي الله عنها. So, أبو سلمة بن عبد الرحمن, he asked عائشة رضي الله عنها كيف كانت صلاة رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم في رمضان. How was the prayer of the Prophet ﷺ in the month of Ramadan? فَقَالَتْ So she said, مَا كَانَ رَسُولُ اللَّهِ صَلَى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمَ يَزِيدُ فِي رَمَضَانَ وَلَا فِي غَيْرِهِ The Prophet ﷺ would not add, he would not increase in Ramadan or outside of Ramadan. He would not do more than عَلَى إِحْدَى عَشْرَةَ رَكْعَةٍ 11 raka'at. That was his habit. Ramadan or any other time of the year. His habit was 11 raka'at. Alright? Now, what about people who pray 20? Or would like to pray 15 maybe? Why? Or 30? In fact, there are opinions about more than 30 also. Inshallah, we'll discuss that at another time. But why? Why? Are they contradicting the sunnah? How? What's the proof? What's the proof? If this hadith is telling us that the Prophet ﷺ always prayed 11, Ramadan or any other time of the year, so if a person is doing more than that, are they contradicting the sunnah? Yes? Exactly. When the Prophet ﷺ taught people how to pray, Qiyamul Layl, he specified the method, not the number. All right. He specified the method, not the number. When it comes to Fajr, Zuhur, Asr, etc. Is the method specified? Is it? Is the quantity specified? Yes, it is. But when it comes to Qiyamul Layl, is the method specified? Yes. But is the quantity specified? No, it's not. So this means that if a person prays more or less than 11, that would not be wrong. It would be permissible. يُصَلِّ arba'an. He wasallam, would perform the first four rak'ah, And she said, فَلَا تَسَلْ عَنْ حُسْنِهِنَّ وَطُولِهِنَّ Don't even ask me about their beauty and about their length. Don't ask me. What does that mean? I can't describe it. I can't even tell you, I can't even describe to you how beautiful those prayers were, those four raka'at were, and how long they were. ثُمَّ Yusalli أَرْبَعًا Then he would pray another four. فَلَا عَنْ حُسْنِهِنَّ وَطُولِهِنَّ And don't even ask me about their beauty and their length. ثُمَّ Yusalli Then he would pray three raka'at. And what are these three? For witr. قالت عائشة فقلت يا رسول الله. عائشة الله عنها Said that once I asked the Prophet وسلم, the messenger of Allah, Are you sleeping before performing your witr? So he said ya إن عيني تناماني ولا يَنَامُ قلبي. He said، O oh Aisha, my eyes sleep but my heart does not sleep. So let's look at this hadith. First of all， we see consistency in the life of the Prophet Sallallahu throughout the year. And even when it came to his night prayer, the number of raka'at also, there is consistency. There is consistency. Eight and then three. Eleven. That was his usual habit. And then we see here, that even those eight raka'at, consistency in the manner in which he performed them. Not that the first four, beautiful, and the last four, rushed. That's what happens sometimes. The first two raqat, you know, a person is just praying, praying, praying so beautifully. And then what happens in the second two? Yawning after every ayah. No, consistency throughout the prayer. Because the thing is that when you do something with consistency, evenly, you balance it out, it becomes easier, you can accomplish it, and you also... Enjoy it. It doesn't become hard. If you stretch yourself beyond the proper limit right at the beginning, then what happens? You'll get tired at the end. Or if you take it too easy at the beginning, and then you are, you know, working really hard towards the end, then what happens? You get exhausted at the end. So we see that the Prophet ﷺ consistently prayed beautifully from the beginning to the end. Then we see here that the Prophet ﷺ, she said, he would pray four, and then he would pray four again, and then he would pray three. Now some people, they misunderstood this hadith saying that he performed four raka'at together with one salam. And then he performed four raka'at together with one salam. You understand? But is that correct? No. Because we learned that the Prophet ﷺ taught us to pray tahajjud how? In sets of two rakat meaning salam after every two. So then why is Aisha Radullah anha dividing the eight rakat into four and four? What is the reason? One reason is that for ease of description. If she were to say, Well, you know, the first two, don't even ask me about their length and their beauty, and the second two, don't even ask me about their length and their beauty. And the third and that would be a very long and boring description. Isn't it? So she divided it into two parts. For ease of description. Another reason could be, which is obvious from the last part of the hadith, that the Prophet ﷺ is resting before the witr. He's sleeping before performing the witr. That after the first four raka'ah, the Prophet ﷺ would rest a little. Then he would get up, pray four more raka'ah, rest a little, and then he would perform the witr. You understand? So this is why she said four, four, three. Why? Because after four, there was a brief gap for rest. And then again four. And after that again, gap for rest. And then three. So you understand? And this is the reason why tarawih is called taraweeh. Alright? Because taraweeh, taraweeh, roh is to rest. روح, one of the meanings of Rauh is rest, comfort, ease. Rest. So Taraweeh is called Taraweeh. Why? Because you perform in sets of two. Alright? You take a break after four. A short break. Isn't it? It happens in the masjid. And some people get upset over there. Then why this break? Finish quickly so that we can go home. Right? Or another way of making the night prayer easy, another form of making it tarawih, is that you shorten the qiyam. You don't make it very long. To make it easy for people. But then they want to complete the juz also. Alright? So that through over the month they can complete the recitations of the whole Quran. So this is why instead of eight, people pray twenty. Because when you are praying two, 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 alright and then you have 20 raka'at total, then what happens? The qiyam is shorter, you don't get tired. You understand? You don't get tired. So this is why it's called taraweeh. And this is based on the way of the Prophet ﷺ. That's what the salaf would do also. That after four, they would rest a little. Now rest doesn't mean that you just lie down and sleep. (laughs) Sleep until fajr. Rest doesn't. Take a short break, drink some water, you know, stretch a little bit. Rub your eyes a little bit, walk a little bit, do something to rest your body so that you can continue the prayer with ease. And then finally at the end he would pray three rak'ah witr. And we see here that the Prophet was asked by Aisha and had that you sleep before your witr. Right? Why? Because he would rest. So her question was that if you're sleeping, what's going on? Right. So he said that no My eyes sleep, but my heart doesn't. Because the prophets, even when a prophet of Allah is sleeping, his heart is awake. Alright? So the sleep is always light in the sense that the heart is conscious. It's alert. This is why the prophets were given revelation in their sleep also. حدثنا محمد حدثنا يحيى بن سعيد عن هشام قال أخبرني أبي رضي الله عنها قالت ما صلى الله عليه وسلم يقرأ في شيء من الليل never saw the Prophet wasallam, recite anything in his night prayer while sitting down. حَتَّىٰ إِذَا كبيرة, Until when he became old in age, قَرَأَ جَالِسًا Then he would sit and recite. فَإِذَا بَقِيَ عَلَيْهِ مِنَ السُّورَةِ Then when there would remain for him from the surah 30 or 40 30 or 40 verses, قام, He would get up. فَقَرَأَهُنَّ ثُمَّ رقع. And he would recite them, complete his recitation, and then he would go into rukur. And we have read this concept earlier also, that how if a person is unable to stand for the entire duration of qiyam, they may sit for some time and then get up, complete the recitation, and then do their ruku. So But we see here that whether Ramadan or not Ramadan, towards the end of his life or before that, what was the way of the Prophet wasallam? Praying qiyam, long qiyam. But resting in the middle also. Now that resting can be done in different ways. And I mentioned to you that earlier, it can be done as in a break after four, or making the qiyam shorter. But, you know, a person may argue that, well, if you're making the qiyam short, you're not exactly following the sunnah. What matters is that, how much time did you spend, how much total time did you spend standing in prayer? Alright? So if... Over the course of 20 rak'at, you managed to recite a whole juz or listen to a whole juz. That was long qiyam. You understand? In total, it was long qiyam. Or if you did it in 8 raka'at, in total, it was a long qiyam. Right? So, what we learn in this Bab is, the way of the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam, Ramadan or not Ramadan, how did he pray? How did he pray? Qiyam was long. Right? And there was rest. And where it was difficult, he would sit also. But even then, he would spend some time standing. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us all the tawfiq. Subhanakallahumma bihamdik, ashadu wa la ilaha illa anta, astaghfiruka wa atubu ilayk. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.